You're listening to Success Talkers Radio, episode number 13 with Ramon Peralta. Welcome to Success Talkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett. People all over the globe are rewriting the rules to success. They're making money and changing the world. Join me Monday through Friday as I interview today's top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and entertainers that will leave you inspired to take action and achieve success on purpose. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. Okay, success stalkers, let's get started. I'm your host, Iona Garrett, and I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Ramon Peralta. Ramon, are you ready to stalk some success today? Let's do it. All right, good deal. Well, Ramon Peralta is CEO and founder of Peralta Design. Ramon developed a passion for innovation after serving as senior art director on the original startup team behind Priceline.com. Captain Kirk, anyone? Ramon and the rest of the Peralta design team benefit from his 20-plus years of experience developing corporate identity and creating business-to-business and business-to-consumer marketing materials. He's worked on major projects such as Warren Buffett's Secret Millionaires Club for Kids, just to name a few. Ramon is also a life member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated and recently celebrated 25 years of service. He currently serves as the Director of Communications for the Eastern Region, known as Alpha East. So, Ramon, I've given our listeners just a little overview. So I want you to take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Okay. Well, thank you for having me on the show. Um, basically, uh, I am uh, you know, what you would call a, a serial entrepreneur. I've tried many different uh business ventures that have come my way um, through through networks and through friends. And uh, I've, I finally realized that I need to stick to my passion, and my passion is, is, is uh, in design, and it is also in helping people start businesses. So um, basically I've combined those two passions, um, getting pe- the right people together and uh, doing good design work and helping them monetize their businesses. Wow, that's awesome. I love that. Well, we're going to dive, you know, way into your journey in just a little bit. But before we do, we always like to start Success Stalkers Radio off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Always deliver more than expected. And that's uh, a quote by uh, Larry Page, co-founder of Google. And uh, we actually have a poster of that in our conference room. I love that. I love that. Can you give us an example of how you've applied that same quote on your journey, along your journey? Well, I mean, we we value the, our relationships with our clients, so we always go above and beyond. Um, and uh, our, our niche is in the startup space. Um, there are many design companies out there, and uh, we we also often like to brainstorm on how to monetize their businesses, uh, even if they come to us for logo or branding or, or web design. Um, we we like to really understand through through a brief questionnaire what their business is all about and if there's any way that we can help monetize that business we like to do that so we always like to throw in some added value right i love that and i've seen your work and it's just it's absolutely amazing you're very very talented you have a very skilled team thank you also here at success stalkers radio we are all about the story the journey 
And and I know you've had quite an amazing journey along the way. But we want to focus right now for just a moment on a failure, a time in your life along your journey when you fell flat on your face. And, and I want you to take us there if you can, you know, so we can be right there with you. Make us feel like we're right there when it happened. And then after that, share with us how you actually learned from that, some lessons that you learned. Sure. Um, well, when when I think of uh, a failure, I think of uh, this particular product that we launched uh, back in 2006. A buddy and mine uh, were playing golf, and uh, we came up this, with this idea that we still think is a great idea, and people get a kick out of it. But we we came up with this uh, idea for a flavored golf tee, and um, you know we were you know at the time we were working at Walker Digital, which was the company. Uh, behind Priceline, and uh, we were very familiar with the starter process and the patent process, and so we patented this flavored golf tee. You know, I did all the branding. Um, we, you know, we appeared at uh, the Las Vegas PGA show. We had a booth in the Orlando PGA show. Um, we, you know, we made shirts. We made hats. I mean, we, we, we thought it was, it was going to be the cat's meow, and, uh, you know, it didn't turn out that way. Um, you know, we didn't listen to some advice uh, early on that that it was uh, you know very very low margin product and it was a it was a niche product and uh, I I was gung ho that this was a golf product when in fact it was probably more more of a promotional item type of product and uh, and we you know we continued to dump money into it and and we had sales in in France South Africa Korea um, you know we we tried hard to get into um, uh, Walmart and uh, TJ Maxx and those kind of places uh, um, unsuccessfully because we just uh, could not get our price point down enough. And, um, you know, after about, uh, I don't know, five or six years, you know, we finally decided that uh, that we needed to pull the plug on it. And, um, you know, and so, you know, uh, many people thought it was going to be a big hit. Other people would, you know, doubted us, but we just kind of went for it. And, um you know, I can look at it as a failure because it was a company that that uh, we had to shut down, um, and we, we we ceased production on the products. But in, in many ways, you know, we took an idea and uh, and we launched it globally. We got press globally. We had clients glo- you know, globally. So uh, in many ways, I, I look at it as as a, as a success because it, it showed it showed us it showed me that. Um, that we know how to take an idea and and bring it to market, and that's exactly what we did. So, what other lessons would you say that you've actually learned from that whole process? Uh, I guess listen to listen to advice early on. Um, you know, um, even even if it's not what you want to hear, because uh, you know sometimes we we only we only we only seek advice from the people that we know are going to have the answers we want to hear, and um, and I think that uh, you know. We were so determined uh, to get it going and get it up and running that that uh, we probably had some deaf ears to to some of the naysayers and you know everybody says you know you got to follow your passion and all that but um, in reality in business um, sometimes you've got to uh, have some people on your team that that uh, that can share some wisdom with you early on and uh, you know a five year run a six year run is is not bad and um, you know we decided I think. Uh, that uh, it was the right time to pull the plug on it, but you know it will always be something that uh, it's a great story, and and I and I think we have many lessons there. I mean, we 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 got to to speak with um, distributors, you know, in Europe. We we got to we got to connect with with people at Walmart. We know what they were willing to pay, and we knew what we you know, 
and what we were willing to pay. Uh, and we, we, you know, we had suppliers. Um, we, you know, we had a lot of trial and error. We tried different types of wood. Um, we we had we found a flavoring company here in New England that was that was handling everything. So it, it was a turnkey business. It just wasn't a business for us because it didn't have a high margin. And, and perhaps somebody like a retiree or somebody that wanted to do this part time, it could be a good business. And, and there is still you know there is still a possibility that it could be sold down the line. Um, and um, you know there are a lot of lessons there that were learned, but. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you have to make those hard decisions sometimes. Oh, yes. I, I can relate to that. I, I really can resonate with that because, you know, I had also, I guess you could say, a failure, but I learned from it, too, when I opened uh, a few years ago a boutique and um, didn't really, you know, I was gung-ho and excited and had this wonderful idea and, you know, really didn't take some good advice that I had received. And, uh, you know, we had a good run. But, you know, we probably would have stayed open a lot longer had I taken, you know, looking back, taken some of the advice that, you know, was given to me. So, you know, I can certainly understand that. But it was also a success, too, you know, because I learned a lot from it and it did help me to, you know, put myself more out there, you know, into the community and the public. So definitely, you know, I don't really I see failure as a success as well, like you said. So, yeah, that's good stuff. So next thing I want to do is kind of move forward, Ramon, as we transition to the other end of the spectrum, the aha moment. And with that in mind, you know, that's also what we call sometimes the light bulb moment. And uh, because I know you've had some lessons that you've learned that you just talked about and some failures, but I know you have some amazing ideas that have also helped you become successful. So just tell us one of those aha moments. Tell us about one of those and Take us there. We want to get the story. We want to feel like we're right there when you had that aha moment. And show us how you turned it into success. Okay. Well, I mean, for me, my aha moment uh, came in 2008, and it came at probably one of the one of the lowest points in um, my professional life because I was uh, it was the day that I was laid off. Um, I lost my job that I'd had for about 10 years, and um, it, it was it was tough because uh, I, I had built this team. I was on the team that started Priceline. Um, once once Priceline uh, was launched, um, I hung back at Walker Digital and, and started a, a Walker Digital design team, and, and we were going to work with Jay Walker, who's who's a big big part of my story. I learned so much from him, a big innovator and inventor, um, you know, referred to as the Thomas Edison of our time. Um, but uh, I worked with him in, in the hopes of uh, launching another Priceline. You know, I wanted to be, I wanted to do it again. I wanted to get involved on the ground floor. Um, and we had so many good ideas that we were in, at this incubator that um, I was just, I was just certain that one of these ideas was going to take off, and that uh, that Jay would, you know, reward me and and uh, you know take care of me and. And I was going to sail off into the sunset based off one of his ideas, <laughs> you know. Right, right. And and the business shifted. The business climate changed. We went, you know, we went through a lot of money, uh, a lot of investor capital. And you know, one day he called me into his office and he said, you know, we're not going to be innovating anymore. We're going to um, switch our business over to go after people that are that are infringing on our patents, and and we really don't have enough to keep the creative team busy. And that was the aha moment where I realized that um, I was counting on one of his visions coming coming true um, in order for me to fulfill my dream. And at that point, I realized, you know, I need to I need to take charge and I need to um, 
you know, I'm the one responsible for my dream. I can't put it in somebody else's hands. Um, and, and that was a big eye opener for me because, uh, you know, it was, it was completely unexpected. Um, but looking back, um, it was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. Wow. I can imagine. I can imagine. So, so also too, with some of your latest projects, you know, because I know that you are a success stalker, Ramon, <laughs> what new, what new projects are you currently working on that you're really excited about? Uh, well, we, we, uh, have a new client that, uh, is, I think they're, they're positioned to be, you know, the next big tech startup, um, they're they're a company based here out of Connecticut called True Optic, and um, they came to us with with pretty much zero zero brand identity, um, and uh, needed needed a lot of help um, building out their technology from uh, a user interface perspective. They they they've uh, developed some really cool technology where they're able to pull data from the internet, uh, um, and they can tell. Who's downloading what illegally all across the world, um, and with that information, they're able to kind of organize it, and they can sell it back to these companies and let them know where their biggest fans are, or where you know who's downloading what software, where, and what movie, where, what what TV show, where, and they're able to put it into ratings. And we we're helping them with their user interface, basically. All the front end, we're organizing this data so that it looks, uh, you know, nice and organized in a nice dashboard. And we're help we're we're helping them with all of their visual branding. And um, it's an incredibly, you know, exciting startup. And it's one of the benefits of the job because we get um, these companies that are fledgling companies that are that are all of a sudden getting recognized. You know, they they were named uh, by Gartner. Um, you know, the cool innovator of 2014, and um, and they're you know they they've got a lot of they got a lot of interest. They're meeting with a lot of big players. They recently met with Comcast, mm-hmm. um, and um, they're getting the attention of a lot of people. And for us to be involved with a company like that, it's very exciting for us because we, you know, we love to see our clients succeed. Yeah, that's fascinating. I've always been a big fan of your work. I think you know that. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so the next thing I want to do is we're going to move into what my favorite part of this interview is, and that's called the success round. And with the success round, Ramon, what I'm going to do is throw some questions at you, okay? And then I want you to come back at me with some knockout answers. Is that okay? okay Fair enough? Good. So the first one is what was it that held you back from becoming an entrepreneur before you started? Um, fear. You want to elaborate a little bit on it? Um, I was just afraid to take risks. I think... Uh, I was uh, accustomed to the nine to five, and um, I, I always felt that I, I I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I was always a part time entrepreneur, you know. And if you do things part time, you're going to get part time results. Right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. And what is the best advice you've ever received, or business advice you've ever received? Jeez, uh, I get business advice all the time. It's whatever sticks, you know. Um, I think. One of one of the things that helped me early on was just just the simplicity of having faith. Um, you know, have faith. The work will come in the in the early stages of developing any business. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to ebb and flow. You're going to have peaks and valleys, and and you've got to have faith during those during those low points because uh, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Um, you know, until you can establish a steady client base uh, on retainer or or contract work. It's very difficult when you're starting out if you're used to getting paid every two weeks. 
one of the first realities that entrepreneurs face or small business owners face is that uh, you might not get paid for a while. Right. And, and uh, getting through those valleys um, and, and, and not getting too high on the highs and not getting too lows on the lows um, will definitely pay off in the long run. And, and the other one, the other thing that I like to, to remember is that slow money is better than no money. And, and <laughs> That's <I> mean, true. <laughs> That's good. I have to remember that. Yeah, what I mean by that is that I, I like to value the relationship. If if a, if a client comes to us and I think that um, there's potential to have a long-term relationship with that client, then I'm going to do my best to nurture that. And uh, I think anybody can, uh, you know, whack anybody over the head and uh, and charge them a, a huge amount and never hear from them again. I don't think there's any skill in that. I think this, the real skill comes in if you can establish trust and 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 uh, loyalty and a relationship with a client and have them not only be a client, uh, repeat client for you over the long haul, but th- those uh, those type of clients will refer many other clients back to you. Right. Gotcha. That's so true. So true. Ramon, do you have an Internet resource or a business tool that you use maybe uh, with yourself or your team that you can share with our listeners? Yes. Actually, we, we swear by these three. Um, I, I use Dropbox daily, um, Basecamp, uh, is great for uh, for our clients and us to track projects and track deadlines, and um, and then we also uh, starting last year in December we started using Function Fox, which is a is a uh, time tracking software that's very valuable for us because we can track um, each person can log in and track how much time um, you know each team member logs in and they can see how much time they've spent on any particular project. And at the at the end of the week, I can give a client a report of where they are. Oh wow! You know, based on how many hours we've spent on their project, and at the end of the month, it comes in handy for invoicing because I can generate reports, so that when I give a client an invoice, I can also attach a report that shows them um, what they're being billed for and you know where the lion's share of the hours might have gone, and uh, and it helps us too as far as being able to um, provide accurate estimates for clients because we know exactly how long a project took us to uh, complete. Wow, technology. I love it. That's awesome. Never heard of anything like that. That's good. That's good. Okay, well, what books are you uh, reading right now? What book would you recommend to our listeners? Well, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Malcolm Gladwell and uh, a big fan of his book, Outliers. Um, you know, growing up. Oh, yeah. You know, growing I know up, that one. Yeah, well, you know, anybody growing up in the hood always wonders, well, how did they make it and why did they make mm-hmm. it? Because we know so many of us that didn't um and he's uh, the one I'm reading recently uh is called David and Goliath and um it's a good one it's by Malcolm Gladwell and it it, it actually talks about um sometimes you what what you perceive as being your weaknesses um are are your strengths so it's it's uh it's about the underdogs and and things like that and how even in the even in the biblical story of David and Goliath there were there were many advantages why David um was able to take down the giant and uh and and that's something that's uh, it's very inspirational for me as I as I try to go up against the big players in in in, in the design and in the web development industry um, and go after the bigger fish. Um, mm-hmm. You have to you know you don't you don't say that your team is is, is small. You say your team is nimble. You know um, you know so th- those kind of things uh, really help you when you realize that there are a lot of things that are perceived as, as disadvantages are actually advantages. Right. Well, I've, I've certainly seen that you've done some big, some big things with some big players. Can you talk about a few of those? Uh, sure. I mean, uh, I guess the one that that I get the most uh, comments about is is, uh, is the work we do with Warren Buffett. 
Um, actually, uh, I get to see him every year in, in, in Omaha and, uh, and for the mm-hmm. grand prize event. But we, you know, our agency got, uh, white labels um, some promotion for uh, the Grow Your Own Business Challenge, which is a national competition uh, where where kids, uh, you know, ages six to sixteen, get to come up with a business idea and they get to present it to Warren. Uh, in Omaha, and and that's exciting because I I just love yeah I, I love entrepreneurship and and uh, seeing seeing the kids come up with that and uh, you know with some really great ideas. Um, so, yep. So is that something that anyone can go to, or is that something that it's open? You it's, have to have an invitation. No, it's it's uh, if if you go to smckids.com, um, you'll see that the competition is closed now for this year, but. Uh, It'll be opening up, opening up again soon, and it's it's open to any wow. kid uh, um, that has a business idea. And if and usually they team up with their teachers, and uh, um, you know, the, if you're a winner, the kids and the parents and the teachers get flown out to meet with uh, with Mr. Buffett, and it's a lot of fun. Good stuff. So you and your team actually did the the graphics and design for that project. Yes, we actually uh, worked on all the promotional items. We actually just had some large life size cutouts. Of, of the cartoon characters produced, um, we we design and maintain the website, and uh, and we do all the print materials. You know everything from the posters that go out to the to the thousands of schools to the large oversized checks that the kids get at the end of you know when they get the award to to all the you know all the signage and it's it's great when we get to work on projects where we you know we get to interact with kids and and new ideas and and business mm-hmm. it's kind of like a combination of all the, of all the best of you know uh, that's out there Ramon, that's exciting that that's that's got to make you proud it really does i i can only imagine so, you know, what else I want to ask you too is, you know, you know, you and I are both entrepreneurs, so and we know that, you know, being an entrepreneur is it's kind of like you're being on a roller coaster of emotions most of the time. Sometimes you can be you can be up today and within the next 24 or 48 hours you're you're frustrated and ready to quit. So, tell tell our listeners, you know, what do you do? How do you handle that? You know, how do you keep your focus, you know, and keep that end result in mind? Yeah, well, I guess you know, um, I try to you know start you know start my uh, start my mornings and my and end my days with with prayer, um, and um, I, I guess um, prayer and exercise kind of keep me grounded because uh, um, it, it it's the only time where I can really disconnect. I think if I'm not praying or if I'm not exercising, I'm usually holding my phone, which is not always good. Um, <laughs> so it, it's some it's some time for quiet reflection. You know, I I recently ran a, a half marathon uh, with no music, and um, you know it's just congratulations. Kind of, thank you, and that that kind of a thing. If I can just run for a couple hours. Um, it helps me organize my thoughts. I feel better about myself when I'm done, and uh, and sometimes I get some really good ideas when when I'm in those moments of reflection. That's good, good stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, well, now the last question I have for you is: I want you to imagine, imagine that you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. And you still have all of the experience and knowledge that you currently have today. And let's say all of your food is taken care of, all of your shelters taken care of, but you have a and all you have is a laptop and five hundred dollars. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, first of all, do I have Wi Fi? That's the main question. <laughs> 
Hopefully Wi-Fi, yeah. We're talking about the same identical, identical Earth, so yeah, Wi-Fi should be there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I think uh, you know um, the first thing I would do is network. You know, I would I would do my best to uh, just just meet people. Um, mm-hmm. Seven days straight of networking. I think I would I would my goal would be to find out what everyone else is good at um, and look for synergy. Um, that's that's been pretty much the, the formula for our success uh, has been to um, to meet as many people as possible and partner with other service providers um, that uh, that complement our business and in uh, this way here you, you know you, you know you'll you'll be ready when a big opportunity comes your way. That's a great answer, great answer. Well, Ramon, it's certainly been a pleasure talking to you today, and and hearing your journey has been really inspiring and encouraging. And we're definitely, you know, going to keep, you know, following you, and we want to, you know, know more about your newer projects that are coming down the line. And uh, before we end, you know, if you can just give our success stalkers, you know, a parting piece of guidance and advice, you know, and then share the best way they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, I think um, be honest, be straight. Um, always look to make every interaction a win-win. Um, it's not always best to think what's in it for you, but try to make every agreement and every business venture uh, beneficial for both parties involved. Um, I, I think that the more um, of those type of interactions you have, the, the more boots on the ground you have. And what I mean by that is there will be more people out there looking to send business your way because I think uh, good people will uh, attract other good people. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And so what's the best way our listeners can find you? Well, um, uh, we're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Peralta Design. And we're uh, obviously, we, you know, check us out on our website, PeraltaDesign.com. That's uh, P-E-R-A-L-T-A-D-E-S-I-G-N.com. All right. Well, our listeners have gotten, I know they've gotten some great takeaways and great nuggets and tips from you today, Ramon. And they can also find the links to everything that we talked about, that we've been chatting about today at successstalkers.com slash Ramon Peralta. And it will all be there in our show notes page. And uh, Ramon, we just really appreciate you for being so generous with your time today. And so we say thank you. And for all of our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. And until our next episode... Keep stalking success. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. If you'd like to hear more from these inspiring entrepreneurs and entertainers, be sure to subscribe to the Success Stalkers Radio podcast on iTunes. And if you found value in this episode, give us a review, hopefully five stars. You may also visit us at successstalkers.com. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you.